coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. It's time for the main event. And for this episode of the main card, uh, I'm honored. I'm honored. I have a special guest that I can go mano y mano with as far as the main card is concerned. Uh, None other than the host of the Robinson Report. And this man does work when it comes to sports, y'all. Anything from uh, golf, to cornhole, to uh, the World Series, uh, NBA Finals, HBCU uh, Finals, SEC, ATN, you name it, he's covering it. None other than Ed Robinson. What's going on, Ed? Oh, hello, boys. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm just I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to talk some fights. Let's do it. Thank you again. Hey, my pleasure. So glad to have you on. Uh, you've had me as a guest a couple times, and I truly appreciate it. Uh, have some some things to talk to you about regarding that uh, off air, but uh, nonetheless, let us get into what we're here for. UFC 252, Miocic versus Cormier number three. And on the main card, starting things off at least, based on what we can find on Tapology. So the order of the bouts is subject to change, but based on what we have with Tapology, the curtain jerker is between John the Magician Dotson and Marab the Machine Davashili. Tell me what you know about uh, these fighters and what your thought is regarding this fight. All right, we're looking at it right here. I know uh, John Dodds, uh, they call him the magician. They said he's a, a quality bantam. Um, uh, his last fight was back in February. So I do know that, again, he's a quality fighter. He's someone that's, um, he's got a, an extensive background. Um, what I do know about him is that I know he's a, a solid striker. And um, you know, his last fight went okay. It wasn't nothing that, that caught my eye or anything like that, but I know he's a quality fighter. Now, as far as uh, Mirab is concerned, I mean, he's um, a lower ranking, as I'm looking at right here. He's currently at left forward. He's ranked uh, 18. His last fight was Chuzo. Um, he's got a little bit more experience on him. I know he's seasoned again. He's a great uh, takedown fighter. He's good with his holds and his grappling. This is going to be um, a pretty good bantamweight fight. I don't see them um, have title shots or any type of title matches in the future, but I think uh, Mirab has got the edge on this one. Absolutely. I I would agree that um, Dotson is in a must-win situation right now. Over his last 10 fights, he's 5-5, and but in the last five, he's 2-3. and And outside of that last-minute win, I mean, 16 seconds left in round three, stopping Nathaniel Wood uh, with ground and pound and a left hook, if that hadn't happened, he would be on a three-fight losing streak heading into uh, this fight. And I know that 
soon after his fight with um, John Lineker, who came in overweight, that that was like the last fight on his contract. So, yeah, the fact that he's got another fight now is really surprising because that was seven fights ago. And normally the contracts are about four, five fights at the most. I mean, does he have experience? Yes. Does he have cachet by being a uh, tough winner? Absolutely. Has he fought for the title multiple times against DJ and lost each time? But he really, really needs a win in order to stay in the UFC. Uh, outside of that, that he'll be looking to apply his trade elsewhere. Uh, and you, you said it really well. You said that Marab is a wrestling machine. I know he got into the UFC after a looking for a fight episode uh, where he stopped Raytheon Stotts, who was like legend on the regional scene. He's in Bellator currently, uh, but that got him in. Sarah Longo representative, and uh, he's four and one in his last five so uh, he's making some noise and, and knocking on the door could take on someone like a Cody Stamen, uh if he were to win this fight for Dodson he's got to win just stay in and even with a win if it's not spectacular he could still be looking at the door because there's not much uh, upside for him at this stage in the game alright well the next fight up at least on um on the rankings that we have with Tapology is a heavyweight bout between Junior Dos Santos and Jarzinho Rosenstroik. We know uh, that Dos Santos is a former champion and Biggie Boy uh, lost his first fight in his last bout. Uh, what are your thoughts on this fight, Ed? Well, <laughs> These are two heavyweights, and you know, I'm always get intrigued by heavyweights, middleweights, and light heavyweights. And this is going to be an intriguing matchup considering what happened in their last fights. Let's take uh, Junior Dos Santos, for example. His last fight was very abysmal against uh, Curtis Blades. I mean, a lot of people, including himself, it had, it was, uh, it was no flash, none whatsoever in this bout because, you know, Curtis Blades controlled the match from start to finish with a lot of wrestling, a lot of submission holds and just um, those Junior Dos Santos, Junior seemed lifeless in this match. So um, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing impressive about his last fight. And then with a Jarzinho or Rosenstrike um, losing to Francis Ngannou, who is uh, no pushover in his own right. The, one of the, the top strikers in the UFC. So both heavyweights they need this fight they need this fight in more ways than one if they want to have a shot at maybe a possible Jochic and Cormier whatever happens in this um in their match but both fighters they need this one yeah and I would say JDS needs it probably more than uh Biggie Boy Biggie Boy lost his first fight in his last fight against Francis Ngannou and Everybody whose name is not Stipe Biotis loses to Francis Ngannou, <clears throat> excuse me, including Curtis Blades, who, uh, as you so eloquently stated, beat JDS last time. Uh, he beat JDS as well. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is there. But yeah, I, I know Biggie Boy, or let me ask this with that being said, 
what does a win for either fighter do for them as far as rankings well, are I don't, concerned? Well, as far as Biggie Boy is concerned, I mean, I don't, he'll move up a little bit, but I agree with you. I think BS needs it more. It moves him up more, him closer to maybe Miocic. I don't know. I won't say Miocic, not Cormier. Yes, I think he gets him more closer to Cormier because I don't think Daniel's going to retire regardless of what happens at, at regardless of what happens in the third fight. I think Corm, I think Daniel's going to fight a little bit more, maybe a few more years, and he's going to pack it up and go full-time with the broadcasting. So uh, Biggie Boy, not, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But I think JDS needs this more. It'll move him up more closer to a title shot. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's a, a interesting take. I With JDS having fought for, or I should say having been the champion, and I believe having fought for the title a couple times and being um, a little long in the tooth. I mean, I granted it's heavyweight, so uh, they start peaking a lot longer. But he's had such a long career. It's not even just his age, but how long he's been fighting. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I think it, it'll be interesting either way it goes to see what happens. Heavyweight, you're only a fight or two away from the title anyway because of not knowing what the future holds and again being able to be only a fight or so out of um all right that leads us to what we know of as a co-main event with sugar sean o'malley taking on marlon chito vera uh, it's interesting. These two gentlemen both are products of the UFC's farm system uh, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Cheeto was a part of the Ultimate Fighter Latin America Season 1 uh, back in 2014. Uh, Sugar O'Malley was on season one as well but of Dana White's contender series O'Malley's undefeated Cheeto's four and one losing his last bout what are your thoughts on this fight well I tell you one thing uh, Sugar Show O'Malley he's coming he is a weight that's on the rise and I think you know what if he wins this this coming fight he he needs to be brought up in terms of a title shot with uh, Pior Yan, I think it's uh, it's something coming on the rise. I mean, when we see uh, Sean O'Malley fighting style, I mean, he's got kicks for days. I mean, he's a great striker, but his kicks are really powerful. And if Sean O'Malley, I think if whoever wins this fight, if Sean, I think Sean O'Malley is much closer uh, when it comes to getting a title shot. God, if he's not in a, a, a possible championship. Uh, match against Pior Yan. I think he's definitely one that's coming up. He's definitely on the rise. And people have been talking about him. Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is the real deal. He is the real deal. And he's definitely coming. Now, as far as Marlon Vera, Marlon Vera is a quality opponent. He's solid contender. And if he wins, I think he's going to need a couple of more tune-up fights. But Sean O'Malley, he's right there. He's undefeated and he's ready. I think he's the most ready for or Yan in the event if there's a possible uh, title match coming up. Mm, that that is a very interesting take. Um, he definitely has the might of the UFC machine behind him, pushing him 
uh, and keeping him in the public eye. This is the highest uh, that he's been on a fight card. Uh, his last fight, which was in June, I want to say, uh, on that that bantamweight uh, <laughs> that bantamweight mini tournament uh, that they had, but uh, he he showed himself well there. He'd been out for a while due to his side of suspensions, so he's trying to uh, get back into some regular fighting. Um, I think he's still a bit too green in his career, and then as well with all of the killers at bantamweight. Dana's playing around with uh, with my boy Al Jermaine. Uh, you have um, Frankie Edgar, who has dropped down for the purpose of trying to get a fight and a title shot again at bantamweight. Uh, Dominic Cruz is still out there. T.J. Dillashaw will be coming back. Um, uh, Marlon, I'm uh, not Marlon Vera. Um, Marlon Morice beat. Aldo, who just fought for the title, and you know he he's right there. So there's so many killers at bantamweight. I think Sean still has a way to go, but he's definitely a lot closer uh, than Cheeto is. Even though Cheeto uh, was uh, is four and one of his last five. All right, that takes us. To the I just m- want to bring up oh, one quick go before ahead. we uh, go to the main event. Al Al Sterling is is. <laughs> he is athletic on top of it. his athleticism is through the roof. Let's not keep on him. I just want to make a mention of him. Yeah, Aljo is uh he he's not getting the rub that he should. And some of that may have to do with him coming up through things when he was undefeated and I uh, was fighting on ESPN, uh, plus, well, not ESPN Plus, but then UFC uh, Fight Pass cards uh, back in the day with the Page and Sage show. Um, he was like, Look, I'm doing my thing. You know, I need y'all to push me. He got some push uh, as the featured fight on Fight Pass. And they, they, uh, they put some marketing dollars behind him, had him. Uh, doing stuff with Eric B on the streets of uh, New York uh, with it, with his uh, chain on because he was like, you know, I, I have my high top fade because of Rakim so he was uh, his Rakim to Eric B, you know, being there and he lost the fight so I think the UFC's kind of they kind of like eh, Aljo, you made all that noise and, and everything and then when we finally gave you an opportunity you didn't show up um but he has been doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job outside of that head kick knockout loss to Marlon Marais. He's been doing his thing. He's been absolutely killing it and been backpacking people. Dana White, stop playing with the man. Give him a side of the shot. He's earned it. Um, and I sure hope to see that happen before the year's up. All right. Anything else you want to say? about uh, Aljo or the Bantamweight division or anything before we uh, get into the meat and potatoes of uh, this segment. Oh no, we're good. You know, it's all on you, my man. All right. Well, I'm going to put it back on you to talk about Steve Miocic, Daniel Cormier, DC. Uh, and does Steve, no, Steve does not have a, a nickname. The, fire, the fighting fireman, we'll call him. So, um, this is a 
trilogy match. DC knocked out Stipe in the first matchup. Stipe returned the favor in the second matchup. How do you see this one going down? You know what? <laughs> What's interesting about this one, Voice, is that um, this one's gonna. I think this one's gonna go five. I think we're gonna go all five rounds on this one. Of course, you mentioned uh, the first one. Stipe lost Daniel. Uh, DC uh, knocked him out. This one is gonna be. Uh, different i think this is gonna gonna go all five rounds it's so significant you mentioned about uh trilogies and um a great mma from uh gracie and uh Shamrock to uh what we saw with hua and nogera mm-hmm. now with uh miocic and cormier i think what's so significant is that um these two fighters are images of one another. They both attack, and they both have great, uh, wrestling backgrounds. We know Cormier with the Olympic experience, Biocic with his background as well. So um, they say styles make fights. Styles do make fights, and with this one, we're gonna see something, uh, something totally unique. We're gonna. This is gonna be a great one. I think this is gonna be uh, the last one in the trilogy, and it, it's gonna be a great one. I like. I see Miocic. Um, when it's like decision on this one because I think he's been uh, training a little bit more. Cormier's been training more, but he's also had a little bit of the distractions with the broadcasting and the traveling and all of that stuff. I think Stipe has had a little bit more downtime to just relax and train. So I see Stipe pull it off. It's going to be uh, the best one out of the trilogy. Okay. All right, because I, I know the last fight was uh, it was amazing, D.C., was leading the dance again and he just got a little too full of himself and instead of doing what he knew to do and doing what his corner kept screaming and pleading for him to do which was wrestle he wanted to stand and bang and he paid the price for it Miocic made an excellent excellent uh, adjustment and then going to the body you know um, uh, DC is known for uh, his uh, parody song regarding bass and treble uh, said uh, like uh, the, the cake and the chicken and he went to that uh, cake and chicken uh, depository or I should say repository and uh, <laughs> and that did not work out well for him um, so it, there, there's so many interesting things to me about this fight will he wrestle like he's supposed to if he does though as you stated um Miocic has a wrestling background. He wrestled in college. Uh, he also was a professional pitcher, not professional, but he was also a, a baseball player in college. I feel like he was a pitcher, but don't quote me on that. One thing that he has that um, Cormier had to develop was his boxing. Stipe is the uh, the better boxer, per se, or to say has more uh, experience with that, though DC's been able to do some things with him in the striking department. Will DC wrestle? That's the big question. If he wrestles, he should go away with this hands down. If he lets his ego get to him and decides that he wants to trade again on the, uh, with the hands, I don't know how that'll end up. Because here's the thing, one of the great things that DC does have with him is a great coaching staff. Coaching staff at AKA is top notch, have been forever. They produced what four champions in four different weight classes, including uh, the man who's on top of the game right now, Habib Nurmagomedov. 
they were able to get Stipe out the first go round because they knew that after he threw something, he ducked his head. So they practiced that uppercut and that's how he caught him. I'm sure they're working on some kind of counter to the body shot, seeing as, okay, that's how you got beat last time. I mean, it just makes sense. Instead of going there in the fourth round, going there in the first round, how, so they've got to have some kind of strategy in place to counteract that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And the thing that makes this so important is that this is not just for the title. This is for the best heavyweight in MMA history. That's what this is for. And I truly believe that DC will be done after this. That, that's my thought process. But I also believe that it's highly probable Stipe will be done after this one too. Whoever wins and or loses, I think very well will vacate the title. Stipe may hang around, but he's had such a contentious relationship with Dana White and some of the brass of the UFC. I think he's like, look, let me get this last payday and I'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah, that, that, that's just my thoughts on things. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to the fight. We've got a couple moments left. I want to leave the floor open uh, to you, uh, Ed, if you want to touch on anything else to share. Um, no, I mean, like you said before, I mean, I think, again, this boils this back down to legacy. Um, these two guys are, uh, are, are alpha males, and they've been for so long. I think I, if, if they loses, I, win, loser, win, loser, draw, Stipe, well, like you said before, I think he he'll I think walk away too. But I could walk away before DC. I think DC's got a, a couple of more fights left in him. I don't think he's he just seems like somebody that's not he's gonna walk away on his terms. I don't think anybody will make him walk away anything like that. But Stipe, he's got nothing to lose. He's he's done his thing in the heavyweight division and um you meant about his uh just relationship with Dana White and the the, the top uh, top dogs at the UFC. So um, I think if anybody's gonna stick around longer, I think DC's gonna stick around longer. Not just because I mean we know about his his uh, strong relationship with Dana White, him doing the broadcasting, training, and things of that nature. So I think if anybody leaves first, Stipe leaves first. But it's gonna be a great this this is shaping out to be a great card. It's gonna be much better than what we saw the last the, the last go round, the last uh, UFC fight. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that that was a. Uh... That was truly a card of, uh, seemed like three card Monty, all the shuffling that had to take place yeah. in order to make it happen. Yes. So let the people know where they can uh, contact you and hear more of what you have. All right, well, thank you again, Voice, for having me on the program. And again, my name's Ed Robinson. Uh, the name of the show is called uh, The Robin Show. And you can check me out on uh, the various social media platforms. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there at EdRobinson82. You can also find me on Facebook at Ed.Robinson82 and on Instagram at Robinson Communications. So check me out on those various platforms. And uh, that's where I'm at. And uh, check me out. And uh, the latest news and information, of course, The Robinson show uh, that's where you can find me again uh ed has been so gracious to allow me to come on his show and we're doing kind of a home and home on this one uh, he came over for the pre-fight and i'm coming to the robinson show for the post fight so uh make sure you look out for that on uh the monday after the pay-per-view so uh, august 17th until next time fight fans i encourage you to fight the good fight it's your man, the myth, the legend.
the voice and we're out.